Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. And welcome back to another Stabby Snippet. It is I, your friend Jessica. And as always, I am joined by my favorite ghoul friend, Tara. Yay, Jessica's back. Hooray. Hi, guys. (laughs) I'm back. Yes. We had some technical difficulties and I was not available to (laughs) re-record. So (laughs) thank you, intern Matt, for stepping in and saving my bacon. So I appreciate him so, so much. Mm-hmm. And the microphone fairy showed up at your house. Hooray, you Mike. It did. <laughs> I was sad that I wasn't on the episode, but honestly, I felt like I was in good hands with intern Matt. So mm-hmm. I was okay. So we're good. Yes, yes. Okay. So it's a stabby day. So we're just going to get right on into it. We're going to be talking about the case of Kelsey Barrett. She was a 29-year-old flight instructor. She actually worked with the U.S. Air Force. So this case is about Kelsey Barrett and her boyfriend, Patrick Frazee. They met online two years ago. Well, it was two years ago, 2018. So they met in 2016. And actually, Kelsey lived in Washington. And the two hadn't known each other very long before Kelsey moved to Colorado to be with Patrick. That's a very short amount of time to move to another state with someone. Mm -hmm. They had a little girl. Life seemed to be great until it got a little rocky. But all relationships have rocky points, especially if you haven't known each other very long and you have a kid. That can cause some stress in the relationship. So on November 22nd, 2018, it was Thanksgiving. This is the last time that Kelsey would ever be seen alive out. She happened to be at a local Safeway. So if you don't live in California or anywhere kind of in the western part of the U.S., Safeway is a grocery store. And so she was seen on camera there. And then she just disappeared. So a few days later, her mother notified the police that she had been missing. She had talked to Patrick. Patrick you know, it was like, I swear, I don't know what happened to her. It sounds very, fam- it kind of sounds familiar, except for this has a little bit longer of, of a timeline. I don't know what was going on in Colorado in 2018, because like, we had the Chris Watts thing happen, and now Kelsey's disappeared. So, mm. yeah. So police started doing what they do, which is start looking into, they start to investigate things. And typically the first person they really start to investigate is the person closest to the missing person, or the victim. So that would be Patrick. So when they started digging into Patrick, they realized that Patrick, like Chris Watts, had a girlfriend. Of course he did. Yeah, or an Mm ex-girlfriend. Well, the interesting thing about that, and I don't really know how far Colorado is from Idaho, as far as like actual miles. I know there's like, I think a state in between them, and it's Utah. But he had this he had this girlfriend 
in another state and they talked a lot and, you know, and she was aware of his girlfriend. Actually, they were fiancés at the time. Kelsey and Patrick were fiancé. So obviously it'll vary depending on the parts of the state for each of them. Mm-hmm. But general Idaho to Colorado, it's about 845 miles. Because, yeah, you either, depending which route you go, you'd either go through Utah or you'd go through Wyoming. She went Utah. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's a bit of a hefty drive. Yeah, that's... Even if she lived on the border, it looks like you go through a pretty big chunk of most of Utah because you go essentially, you do like an L to go like down to get to Colorado. Oh, okay. See, Mm -hmm. see, we're not just, we don't just tell you about true crime. We also help you with facts, other facts. You get some geography and road trip fun facts as well. So Patrick's girlfriend, her name is Crystal Lee. They basically had a relationship where it was like online and they talked on the phone all the time. So then when the police are kind of diving down to figure out what's going on, they do something that's really intelligent, which is look for Kelsey's phone. And in the interim, they start noticing that, you know, she has all these interactions with Patrick. So like any good police detective, they subpoena his records. And they released this. They've released his like phone, like print, imprint timeline. So I'm going to go through this quickly and then we will uh, talk more about the crime after this. But I just want to give you guys kind of like a a little snippet of what was happening. Mm -hmm. So apparently, and this is all based off of Patrick's movements and a little bit of Kelsey's movements. So Patrick, his phone, the first they first are looking at it. On November 22nd, because that was the day that she supposedly went missing at this point in our um, in our story. And it looks like at about 1222, 1225, Patrick's phone signals in West Cripple Creek. And then about two minutes to a half an hour later, Kelsey's phone also signals in the same area. This is actually a very significant moment because this particular connection it showed the police or the FBI the like their signal patterns and it, it basically put the two of them together. So Kelsey and Patrick were together at this particular like ping. And then it looks like at 118, Kelsey calls him. It goes to voicemail. This happens a couple more times. She finally calls him and gets a hold of him. And he's in, I believe, in Florida. Mind you, they're in um, Colorado. So I believe it's pronounced florist, Florence. I don't know. I, I apologize for people or I apologize to people who live in Colorado for completely slaughtering that name. So he's like actually now separated from her. They call each other a few more times. Patrick gets home. And of course, he calls his his side piece, Crystal. So Kelsey was on her way home. It's documenting her her travels through like Woodland Park. And then she gets home. Then Patrick texts her about 3.30 in the morning, says, I'll come down down after I do chores and are and they redacted the daughter's names can go to Walmart and the bank so you can take a nap. Then we'll figure out plans because then it would be actually like the day of Thanksgiving. She texts him. OK, we're home. He said, OK, thanks, which is a good thing. You should always text people when you're driving late at night when you get to your location because it, it makes people feel better. That morning, about 9 a.m., she called her mother. They talked for about six minutes. It pinged her in her location of her like condo. 
Patrick and Kelsey have a few more interactions. She calls her mom again. I think they were trying to figure out plans for the day. Kelsey texts Patrick, call me when you wake up. Then Patrick leaves the house. They talk on the phone. Kelsey and her daughter go to Safeway at this point. It's 1224. This is where she's captured. Um, About this time, Patrick's truck is seen on surveillance of like a local gas station or no, a local furniture store moving towards Kelsey's house. And then essentially at this point in time, they kind of both head back towards Kelsey's house. And about one o'clock, Patrick has now picked up his daughter and they're at Walmart. It's kind of like the timeline where they're at. So then they both end up back at the condo for a, a while, actually, until about 2.30 when Patrick's brother said that he showed up at Patrick's mother's house for Thanksgiving dinner and he did not have Kelsey with him. So he's at Thanksgiving dinner from like 2.30 to about about 4.15 and then he leaves. He's seen on a surveillance camera by like one of Kelsey's neighbors because earlier in the day, that same surveillance camera caught an image of all three of them outside of Kelsey's condo. Mm -hmm. They know he's in the apartment or in the condo because at 424, he places a call to his landline, which I don't understand why people have landlines in 2018. But okay, I mean, unless he lived way out in the boonies, but his cell phone pinged there a lot. So I don't really understand. Yeah, I was going to say, and most providers have Wi-Fi calling now. So even if he didn't have cell service, he could still get on Wi-Fi. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And even though he pinged on a tower, that means he did have service at some point. So I don't think right. that's that's a thing. Right. But this is significant. Like calling his landline is significant because it can ping his location. Mm-hmm. So it's near the tower near Kelsey's house, which is I think they solved this crime a lot by just looking at his at just tracking his movements through his cell towers. Yeah. I'll I'll get to I'm not I'm not spoiling. I'm not skipping ahead. Okay, hold on. <laughs> we're going to we're just pump the brakes, Jessica. We got to get through there. So, Patrick then is back in her condo. He calls Lee a couple of times, gets sent a voicemail. He texts her and says, "Wishing you guys a happy Thanksgiving. Call me when you can." Crystal has a son, so I think that's what he was referring to the the you guys part. She calls Patrick back. They talk for a bit. And they had like long conversations during all of this too each time, right? Oh, hell yeah. Like they're like short conversations are like eight minutes long. Mm-hmm. So like, and to me, that's a long conversation. Well, right. Considering most of us communicate via text message or Facebook messenger or something text related versus voice. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's interesting. So during this time when he's at Kelsey's apartment and he's talking to Lee, this is where it pings her in Idaho. But because they're on the phone and they're talking, it picks up that Patrick is moving away from her condo and is moving to a place called Divide. Which I don't know where that is. You are nodding at assurance because you lived in Colorado and you know you know where things are. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you got you got it. Yeah. <laughs> So at this point in time, he's moving around and she's still in Idaho. And then at this point in time, Kelsey's phone pings and it's in the same location and is traveling identically to Patrick's phone. Mm. So, you know, I was trying to think like about this whole situation. I'm like, how is this even a thing? Like, how do they know? Like, how is her phone pinging? But you think about like all of this push notifications that you get. 
every time you get a push notification, it dings off of a a cell tower. Right. So like if she got an email, an advertisement, a text message, anything. Yeah. Um, you know, Facebook post, <laughs> it would ding and she would mm-hmm. it would, you know, ping to a tower. So at this point in time, he's basically like moving around and is, I think, at this point, heading back to his own house. At 552, Kelsey's phone sends a text message to her mother saying, we went shooting today. It was so much fun shooting my gun again. Patrick is going to let me keep it. I feel safe running again. Now, that's a weird text message. I don't know how she texted her mom. I don't know how she texted. So she could have, that could be her voice, but this doesn't sound... I don't know. This isn't something like I would write. Mm -hmm. But again, she's not me. Yeah. But prosecutors kind of allege that this wasn't even Kelsey. This was Patrick. Yeah. Because they didn't go shooting that day, obviously. Yeah. Right. Well, and even if he did make it spot on to sound like her, he probably could because he was talking to her every day. So he knew how her diction, he knew how she talked. And it's a text message. So you know what I mean? It's true. At 829 that night, Patrick calls Crystal again and her phone is in a tower. Is It pinged in a tower in Idaho. And there's this is where their long conversations begin because this call lasts 47 minutes and three seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's those parts that I start having. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Mm-hmm. A little bit later, Patrick from his landline calls her, calls her again, gets sent to voicemail. He, she texts him back. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. At 10.03 to 10.56, Patrick drives out to Nass Ranch. And this is um, a significant place later. We'll talk about Nass Ranch later. Mm-hmm. So we have the timeline. So it's 10.03 to 10.56. This is where his phone is signaling in this area. From 10.05 to 11.04, Kelsey's phone pings in the same area. Mm-hmm. And it has the identical travel cycle or pattern as Patrick's phone. A little bit later, at 11.30, Patrick is back home. He uses his landline. He calls Crystal. The call lasts 51 minutes and 40 seconds, and Crystal is still in Idaho. Then we flash forward to November 23rd, which is just the next day. At about 7 a.m., Kelsey's phone texts Patrick's phone saying, hey, call me when you guys wake up. And this is where I think he has the little girl because he says, call me when you guys get up. So I'm assuming he has their daughter. At 721, Patrick's phone calls Kelsey's phone and the call lasts for four minutes and 18 seconds. And then at 732, two text messages were exchanged between Kelsey and Patrick. Kelsey texts Patrick, I'm going running. Call you guys when I get home. Patrick responded a few minutes later saying, okay, be safe. At 807, Patrick calls Crystal. Crystal is still in Idaho. And the call lasts seven minutes and 20 seconds. So then there's some more calls back and forth between Patrick and Crystal. They talk for not, they don't talk too long at this point. And then Patrick does a few more calls where he calls Kelsey's or where, you know, he calls Kelsey's phone and they talk for about a minute or so or talk, quote unquote. And then as he's driving, like, and then he goes out. And so as he's driving around, both Patrick and Kelsey's phones are pinging off of towers at the same time they're in cripple creek at the same exact identical time they're just like throughout the day they're traveling together so from 307 to 338 patrick's phone is in west cripple creek from 308 to 338 kelsey's phone is in west cripple creek 
The two phones are traveling identically. At 3.15, Patrick texts Kelsey, how's shopping going? Are we going to trim, trim then? This is, I don't know. Are we going to trim? I think he meant the cake. Like trim the tree? It says cake. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) It says, are we going to trim then cake over in Lake George? So I don't know what he really, really meant. Um. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fun. Gonna trim them cakes. I don't know what that means. Is that a Colorado thing? I don't know. <laughs> I have a feeling this is a typo. Yeah. So mind you, their phones are pinging in the same area, but he's asking her how shopping's going. Right. And then while their phones are still pinging together at three thirty-seven, Kelsey's phone writes back, "Just looking, still not really finding anything I like. Might go shop online." So why would two phones who are next to each other text this? Like, they would know. Like, this is not so smart, this Patrick man. Yeah, which is a good thing. Uh Uh-huh. Then Patrick calls Kelsey's phone. The call lasts for five minutes. It's just, like, things like that. Mm -hmm. At this point, at 5.13, Kelsey's phone texts Patrick's phone and says, can you actually take our daughter tonight? I'm sorry. I'm I'm really tired and stressed out. Call you in the morning when I wake up. Patrick texts, sure, I don't mind. What's going on? Are you okay? Do you need anything? Can I do anything? At this point in time, there's no, like, because we've seen through the, his history that when he goes to her house, how he's pinging off these towers. We don't see that now. So you're telling me that a mother asked you to come get her kid and you said, sure, and then you just didn't, but you magically ended up with the child? Right. Poor shit. Mm-hmm. So... About 7.15 that night, Patrick calls Crystal and their phone call lasts for 36 minutes and two seconds. The tower indicated that her phone was in Idaho still, but was moving away from where she lived. Mm. And then at 9.41, Patrick calls her again and the call lasts 23 minutes and 56 seconds. And the cell phone was traced to Utah. Mm -hmm. So this kind of keeps going and you kind of they start talking, I should say. As they keep talking, because they talk for about, they talk off and on throughout the whole night, like 36 minutes, 46 minutes, an hour and something. Um, And it basically just maps. It just shows her driving from Idaho to Colorado Mm -hmm. throughout the night. Because at 6.39 a.m., Crystal calls, makes a phone call. It doesn't say who she, it doesn't actually says she uses her phone. So I don't know if she was calling someone, she was Mm -hmm. on Facebook, what? But it was 12 miles away from where Patrick lived. So then at 6.52 a.m., she uses her phone again, and it's near Patrick's house at this point. Patrick uses his landline to call her, but it goes to voicemail. So Patrick and then they're talking. They're not in the same vicinity. Patrick is still where he lives um, because at 726, he ca- he calls her from her his landline, but she's in Woodland Park. And it is assumed at this point she's at Kelsey's apartment or condo. Mm -hmm. He then texts Kelsey, are you awake? He then calls Crystal from his landline. He and Crystal start talking. Kelsey's phone texts Patrick. Sorry, didn't hear my phone. Going to jump in the showers. I'll call you guys when I get out. And I think the fact that he uses guys a lot, like that's a huge indicator. Like, because especially when she texts when Kelsey texts Patrick and says, guys, it's kind of how Patrick just talks about people in general. It's like one of those things where it's like you can try to like cover your tracks, but you can never really get rid of your like diction footprint. Mm-hmm. 
So then Patrick texts her okay, and then they get on a call just like about a half an hour later for about 16 minutes and 27 seconds. Both of the phones were using the same tower near Patrick's house. And then essentially Lee then texts Patrick and then Patrick calls Lee and she's still in Woodland Park. But then very shortly after they go back, they start to drive away and towards the divide. I don't I always want to say the divide, but it's towards <laughs> divide. And at this point in time, Kelsey's mom calls her phone, which is how it's indicated that it's with Patrick and divide. Yeah. And then Patrick starts using his phone in Cripple Creek. And then Kelsey's phone dings the same and the neighbors. So I'm assuming they have like a surveillance like ring or something like that. Sure. And it captures movement outside. Lee then texts her friend back in Idaho saying like, hey, can you let people know I stayed the night at your house because I don't want my ex-husband to find out. Mm. Which is weird because why would your ex-husband need to find out? Why would he give a shit? Yeah. Right. Unless maybe you pawned your kid off on someone else and. He'd be upset about that. Mm -hmm. So then at this point in time, Patrick and Crystal exchange text messages. Her phone starts moving towards his phone. And then he calls Kelsey's phone again with this fucking K name thing. I tell you, he calls Crystal's phone again. The call lasts for about two and a half minutes. Phone was then traced to Woodland Park. He texts back Kelsey's mom. He says, call you later. This is where something weird happens. So then at 407, Patrick texts Kelsey. If this is what you truly want, I'll respect your wishes and give you space. Let me know if you change your mind. I'll leave you alone now. You can call me when you decide what you want to do. At this point, both Crystal and Patrick's vehicles are picked up on like a surveillance camera. Mm -hmm. We flash forward because like Patrick and Crystal have been like running around at this point. But at 10.15, about 10.59, 11.15-ish time, Crystal's phone starts to pick up along Interstate 70 moving west. So at this point, she's leaving. Mm -hmm. And as she's going along, her and Patrick are doing the same thing where he's calling her and they're calling each other on the phone for a long time. And her phone is basically doing the reverse of what it did prior, which is to drive back to Idaho. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, at this point in time, Kelsey's phone also starts moving back towards Idaho. Okay. Right. So my speculation is Patrick has now given Crystal Kelsey's phone. And then I think he's instructed her to use the phone like Kelsey would, which is like to say, text me when you guys wake up, like what's going on. I'm pretty sure at this point, Patrick and Lee are using Kelsey's phone to communicate with one another mm-hmm. somewhat so that they can keep the ruse up. Well, yeah, because at this point, had they had they, quote, made up from when he sent that weird, I'll give you space text or like, I'll talk to you, but I'm not going to be around you or something. We don't actually know because obviously this is just weirdness. It's all bullshit, obviously. I was just right. curious. I didn't know if I missed that. Right. But I think like. If you were to look at the timeline, like they had comp- they had phone conversations after that. So they're probably mm. like, oh, they made up on the phone, like that kind of thing. OK, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So Kelsey texts her boss, Raymond, that she won't be at work next week is what she texts him. That's at 506. At 511, she texts Patrick, do you even love me? And mind you, let's remember who has her phone. Yeah. And Patrick texts back at like nine minutes later. Because because th- her phone has now pinged in South Idaho or Southern Idaho. Patrick texts back, why would I bend over backwards 
and stand behind you through everything if I didn't. So to answer your question, yes, I do. Patrick tries to call Kelsey and she doesn't answer. He's back home. Her phone is somewhere else. Then Lee and Patrick have us about a six minute phone call. Raymond, her boss, texts Kelsey, but the it's never delivered. So I'm assuming at this point in time, they've now turned off the phone. Mm-hmm. Because my speculation is that they've created, like, Patrick has kind of created this, like, weak, like, do you even love me? Do you even care about me? Like, I'm going to run away. Like, you know, like this. Mm-hmm, some bullshit. Right. But, like, yeah. think about it like this. Kelsey trains fighter pilots for a living. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think people who do that are, like, going to get caught up in this kind of, like, they're they're pretty stable people. Right. And going to abandon her ch- her baby and leave all her family and everything. Right. So... That's kind of how that goes. And then Lee and Patrick's just continue to talk, which is such a weird thing. And basically online, and it'll be in our sources page, literally you can just look through everything that they do. But essentially flash forward a few more days. Kelsey's mom is like, where the fuck is my kid? You know, and she's been calling, not getting anywhere. She's freaking out. Like it was like December 2nd. She's like freaking out because she hasn't been get a hold of her. She calls Patrick. They talk very, they talk frequently and often. He's trying to be helpful. Um, He's talking to police. Kelsey's mom's talking to police, you know, but it seems like they're basically painting this picture that Kelsey up and ran away. But it didn't take the police too long to like try to figure shit out. So on December 4th, they basically like they got a warrant for his phone. And then all the shit fell apart for him because he was arrested like officially arrested the 21st of December. Wow. They worked fast. Good. Oh, yeah. No, I I think he was smart about one thing, and I'll talk about that in a little bit, but really stupid because he thought he could outsmart technology. Right. Like, do you not? I'm glad, but I'm just like, do you not realize cell towers are a thing? Location services? Hello? (laughs) Come on. No, I think he honestly was just like, it's whatever. He did not understand how that all worked. Well, that's a good thing. Right. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So they were, Kelsey and Patrick were having problems because in April of that year of 2018, Patrick's stepfather, Joseph Moore, or he's like his stepfather. I don't know if he's like mom's girlfriend or mom's boyfriend or whatever. But Joseph basically said he asked Patrick about like how things were going with Kelsey because it had been a little, little bit rocky after the baby and things like that. And Patrick looks at him and says he that he figured out a way to kill her. And he goes, no body, no crime. (sighs) So, dude, this is super premeditated. Wow. That was in April. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he said that basically any time that the shit came up around, like any time more like was there and their relationship came up. Patrick would just say that over and over again. He said it several times over the summer and that fall. So it's like, okay, you're a creepy person. Yeah, even with dark humor, like, okay, one time, ha ha. But over and over and over, like, how? No, no, what the fuck? Yeah. So about this time, they're like, we don't know what happened to her. They don't have a picture of what happened to her. Patrick has obviously been arrested. He has said shit. He's zipped his lip. There's no motive. There's no anything. People have rocky relationships all the time and don't kill their significant others. So that's really not a hundred percent, you know, 
motivation. Obviously, I think his motivation was that he got a girl pregnant. He barely knew they like were moving too quickly. And then he just doesn't seem like the commitment type of guy. So with that being said, here's the thing. I don't think they would have ever convicted him truly without Crystal's testimony. Wow. So because of this, because of they were tracking Patrick's movements, they tracked him talking with this other person, which is Crystal. Right. And so they did an investigation and they basically, you know, they interviewed her. They did all that kind of stuff. And they basically brought her in. They were putting they charged her and she essentially pled guilty. This was her guilty plea. I learned Patrick Frazee had committed a homicide on approximately November 22nd, 2018 in Teller County. I knew that law enforcement would be investigating the crime. I moved the victim's cell phone with the intent to impair the phone's availability in the investigation. I had no right or authority to move the victim's cell phone that occurred between, or, and that occurred between November 24th and 25th in 2018 in Teller County. He went from being someone who I cared about who I loved and cared for, and was one of my best friends. He said his little girl was being abused, and I knew it was wrong, but I didn't know what to do, and I didn't make the right decision. Obviously, Crystal. So he obviously manipulated her into getting what he needed help-wise from her, too. Oh, of course, because he is a pathetic piece of trash. Right. So Crystal kind of tells the story of what happens. And this is the only way we know what happened is because Crystal has told investigators this is what happened. Mm -hmm. So on November 22nd, which was Thanksgiving Day, Patrick allegedly tied a blindfold around Kelsey's eyes and had her try to guess like some different scents of candles because, you know, that's romantic. Okay. I don't know. I would be a little weirded out if Thomas wanted to do that. Yeah, I'd be like, "Mm, no. I'd be like, I was like, no, it's cool. Like, we can just, you know, we can just hang out. It's fine. <laughs> just give me the candles. I'll, I'll give like, I'm not putting a blindfold on. <laughs> I think like the, the behind the, like what was behind this is that because their relationship had been a little rocky as of late, Patrick was trying to do something like, you know, sensual. Yeah. Reconnect. I like that I said sensual and you air quoted Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) I didn't even have to air quote myself this time. He said that he covered her eyes and or Crystal said that he told her that he covered her eyes. Mm -hmm. And then he allegedly lifted a baseball bat and hit her so hard in the back of the head that her teeth went scattering across the floor. Oh, God. That doesn't get easier to hear ever. Never. Mm. Never. He supposedly took the body and dispensed of it. Um, I'm assuming it's about that 10 o'clock time of that night when he left and went out to Nash Ranch. The speculation is that he he incinerated her body out there. Mm-hmm. It basically said that Patrick took Kelsey's body out in a black tote bag with silver handles, put it in the barn at Nash Ranch in Fremont County, and then he went to Thanksgiving dinner. So he had to have had the baby. He would have had to have that little girl. So her body has never been recovered. There have been bone fragments that have been recovered, but they are so small and damaged that they can't definitively get DNA. Oh, my gosh. We don't 100% know what Patrick did to her, but there is evidence of burning. Right. 
The reason Crystal came down is not just to get the cell phone and drive it back is she actually came in and cleaned up Kelsey's condo and had to, you know, get anything that was covered in Kelsey's blood, anything like that. So she had to take pillowcases, curtains, books, baby toys, and they burned all of them. Oh, my God. So Patrick, who, by the way, was a rancher. So I'm assuming he had some sort of knowledge of how to destroy things. Did he have pigs? What? Did he have pigs? I don't know if he had pigs. Mm. That's a good question, Tara. I don't know. Sorry, guys. I'm not trying to be disgusting. I'm just being valid. I know. So Patrick actually has already gone to court at this point, and it was a 10-day trial, and it ended. And I am so grateful for this outcome. Mm-hmm. And I hope it gives her family some sort of closure. He was found guilty of a total of six counts, two counts of first degree murder, one count of body or tampering with a body and three counts of solicitation for or solicitation to commit murder. Because not only did he like he asked other like he he asked Crystal to kill her several times. Oh, my God. And like had a plan where like Kelsey would get like a cup of coffee from her and it would be poisoned. Patrick was trying to kill her. Yeah, he obviously had multiple plans to murder her. Yeah, I got you. And he really didn't want to kill her himself, I don't think. He didn't want his hands dirty. Yeah, he wanted someone else to do it. Because it'd be really easy if you had, like, your girlfriend kill Mm -hmm. your fiancé. And then you could be like, my girlfriend just got jealous. Right, exactly. Because if shit went south and got found out, he could just play the blame game. Right. And I don't think he ever asked her in writing. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's also part of why he called her so much. Oh, yeah. I guess things move really quickly in Colorado because on the same day, Judge Scott Shells sentenced him to life in prison without the possibility of parole. From the beginning, the prosecutors were not seeking the death penalty. Okay. I really hope that Patrick is sitting in a jail cell, a prison cell, and he has a moment of inter-reflection and basically tells what what he did with her body so that her remains can be brought back to her parents. Mm-hmm. I know that historically that doesn't happen with murders, but... You never know, though. You never know. I mean, look at Chris Watts. He basically gave himself up and then pled guilty and... And did what he did, so. And then details came out. Yeah, you never know. Because this is so fresh for him being in jail. Like, mm-hmm. it could come up. You never know. Because the the anniversary just passed. So mm-hmm. it could very well. You never know. So you're listening to this on Thanksgiving 2019. And this happened on Thanksgiving in 2018. Yeah. But it was the 22nd. So it's a little over a year. But Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's the I think it's a year and six days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was November twenty second. I don't know days anymore. I just <laughs> did a four day event. And yeah, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> We're recording a bunch today, so you know, but it's fine. We are. Well, that is all I have for this. I am glad. I am glad for the outcome. I I go back and forth on the death penalty. You guys know that, mm-hmm. but. I'm glad that he he was found guilty and that he wasn't able to like weasel his way out. Yeah, agreed. So that's all for this week. We will catch you for a regular episode on Monday. Patrons, you will hear your new or your patron episode this weekend. On Saturday. On Saturday, yes. And then we will be back next week. We will see you then. 
Bye, guys. Bye. 